0: Hello everyone, I'm Connor Tess of Wrestling.com, here for a very special AEW Revolution preview show, joined by a very special panel of guests. I have Bill Pritchard of WrestleZone, here here we are, Uh, Battle of the the Battleground Podcast, and Dennis Farrell of the Wrestling Perspective Podcast. Everyone, how are you doing today? Good, thanks for having us on. Thanks. Very glad to have all you won. You know, I, I said when I tweeted about it, AW Revolution, I mean, shaping up to be a very special show. So I wanted to really try to go all out and pardon the pun and you know, put together a very special group of guests here. I mean, we have 11 total matches, two on the buy-in. So nine uh, main matches on the main card, all of which, you know, so uh, lining up to be very, very special. I guess we could start in a very general sense, you know, looking at the card. I started thinking this a couple weeks ago, and now we've got more and more add to it. Could this be the, like, the... On paper, at least, the best card we've seen from an AEW pay-per-view so far, at least kind of heading in the show with what we've seen so far.
1: That's tough. I'm, I'm going to jump in real quick and say that's tough because every time they find a way to kind of one-up themselves, and even their bad pay-per-views are still good pay-per-views. So I would put this on par with just being great. I, I don't know if it will exceed it. It sounded like when they were trying to brand it, they were almost going for a WrestleMania feel when they were talking about road to revolution. So I'm curious to see if they're in future years or even coming weeks and months afterwards, if they try to build this up bigger.
2: Yeah. And I mean, kind of just mimicking off of what Dennis said. I mean, I, I thought that the other day when, when he, when Tony came up there, and he's like, we're on the road to revolution. I thought, okay, this is, this is, is this going to be revolution going to be, their wrestlemania moving forward Is it now that they've got you know the roh library is all out going to be their their wrestlemania like this is going to be where their flagpole events um but each time they they one up each other every pay-per-view just about
3: yeah originally it felt like they were trying to make each event like i don't know if it was consciously but like we talk about WWE having a big four, like it felt like this was their big four. Uh, I don't know like the first couple of years revolution didn't really feel like their, their tentpole. but now I feel like it's catching up to the other three events. And I will argue not last 12 months calendar, but I would say the last four events from uh, all out, uh, double or nothing and full gear, like this is probably the most stacked lineup. I would say.
0: I remember I was real excited for full gear, and I thought that was a really, really, really good card. Obviously, you had Hangman and Omega, and for me, uh, me specifically, I was really excited for uh, Malachi Andrade. I'm a big fan of both of those guys. Seeing them in the tag team match was really cool. Um, and I again, I, I think you know I would agree with Bill that this is probably better than that, and the overall is kind of. I think it's a more compelling card based on some of the builds we've seen. CM Punk, MJF—I've enjoyed that every step of the way. I think that's been a great story. We'll talk about that. Um, I'm a big fan of Adam Cole, so maybe maybe I'm biased for a lot of these. It's like, oh, I'm a really big fan of X, so I'm really looking forward to that match. But I think on paper it really is a solid card, and I think the build has been uh, a good way to get there. So we can dive right in. It's really hard to figure out like where to start because I imagine I mean, Tony Khan mentioned it day on the media call. Like, how do you possibly even structure this match card? You're like every match uh to some degree is is really really compelling really exciting i guess we can start with the non-title stuff first and in that sense one of the i feel like this might be earlier on the card is the andrade hardy family office versus sammy guevara darby allen and sting now it's interesting because this we're recording this at 2 p.m on friday uh which feels like the best time we could do it we do know that uh alan guevara and andrade will all be in the triple that match tonight on rampage for the tnt title and we could t- kind of touch on that. I think that could kind of potentially play into this match on Sunday. But uh, to lead off with here, this will be, uh, I mean, I've, I've seen some criticism in, about this match in that it feels like a pretty shoehorned way just to get Sting on the show because that's what they like to do. But I do think it will be very interesting, especially with some of these teases we've seen about the, you know, maybe some, some dissension with Andrade and Matt Hardy and how that could play out moving forward here. But is this match you guys are looking forward to? How do you think the Tanti Toto match might play into it? We can kind of go from there.
2: I kind of think that TNT title match should have been the match at the pay-per-view, not, not the tornado tag match that doesn't But I mean, like you said, I mean, it's, it seems like it's the way for, for uh, I guess Sting to get on pay-per-view, which is a sting fan growing up. I mean, you like to see that he's still wrestling and you kind of thought that he was done wrestling after the injury. And it's great to, that he's still out there at his age taking bumps, but uh, I mean, it's, it's going to be fun to watch to get sting involved and sting and Matt Hardy. Go at it. Yeah.
3: Sure.
1: I'll I'll say this. Uh, WWE killed three-man tag team matches for me throughout the years because there were so many of them. But watching the way AEW has done it, taking it kind of from the Lucha and AAA and stuff like that, has kind of been a lot different. So normally I would be like, ah, I'm probably going to get pizza or go to the bathroom or do something else other than watch this match. But I'm going to give AEW the chance. Every time they've done a three-man tag team match, it doesn't feel like that formulated three-man tag team match that we're used to seeing for the last 20 years from the big company. So I'm going to give it a chance. I guess that's the
3: best way I can put it. I don't remember who said it, but they made a good point about tonight being a live rampage. So maybe you know like you need that title match on the on the card tonight to draw people in and maybe that's why they you know flipped that and didn't put the six man on the show tonight. I'm with you Dennis, I'm giving it a chance because AEW's done a really good job at booking six man matches. It's a tornado match so that you know adds a little bit more to it. Um I think like we're going to get a lot um, from I want to see Darby and Isaiah mix it up. Oh yeah, I feel like that's the matchup, even though it's been focused on Andrade and Sammy and like Matt and each guy on the other side. But I'm really looking forward to seeing Isaiah and Darby mix it up.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, also to kind of for, I mentioned some of the criticism about oh, this is just way to get Sting on the card. It's worth pointing out Sting has like done incredible work in pretty much every match he's had. I remember, I think it was want to say holiday dash, whatever it was like when he did the stage dive it was like this man's oh, yeah. out there like flying all over the place like he can still very go, very much go uh probably better than anybody i think he's 62 i want to say so like he deserves a lot of credit for that and like he he's fully capable of still putting on a good match and especially in, in a trio setting like this you know i imagine that when you've got guys like sammy and, and Andrade and, and Isaiah and everything uh that, that there's really not that there's no room for criticism, but I just imagine it will be a worthwhile match. And like Bill and Dan both said, it's definitely worth getting a chance to. But this is just one of of many uh, compelling non-title matches here. Uh, one of them that I'm really looking forward to is John Mox versus uh, Brian Danielson. Now, uh, obviously, the one-story aspect of this is that both guys former. Top WWE stars now in AW, now having the freedom to really wrestle and be themselves. And on the flip side, the storyline on TV being that uh, Brian Daleson wants to join forces with Moxley, but Moxley wants to quote unquote bleed with him first. And you know, potentially seeing a, a teammate or even a stable, depending how things go on Sunday. But I'm looking forward to this one. I think this could easily be one match of uh, the night. And I think the build for this one has been a, one of the strongest for, for the entire show.
1: I agree. Uh, I'll even say this. I'm rooting for Danielson to win this because I want to see where the storyline goes. Uh, I want to see him bleed together. I want to see what happens the next night when Danielson comes out and says, we spilled blood. Now what? Uh, that's, that's for me, the only logical way, unless Danielson comes out and beats him down with some young bucks and
3: just was like, all right, here's my new stable. Yeah. I feel like this one, you don't really need a winner on either side. Like, They've kind of already established. All right. If we can bleed together, we can team together. So, I mean, yeah, I would like to see maybe Danielson win because Mox has already established, you know, that violent side of him. And maybe newer fans don't know Ring of Honor Brian Danielson. So, this is a way to bridge, you know, cross that bridge with them. But I think. You know, no matter who wins, I think Brian, you know, I think Brian's gonna win, but I think no matter who wins, it's gonna be a fun match. As yeah. part of the Oh yeah, yeah, you first. Sorry. Oh
2: no, I was just gonna say, I mean, it's it's you know, touching on what Bill and Dennis was saying, it's gonna be a fun match to watch. And is it is it a time limit match for this one, or is it did they ever probably have
0: they, is... I would I would imagine. I mean, right? It'll have to be like they have to like it's not it's not gonna go for an hour, right?
2: Right. So I would assume that it would be a 20-minute time limit match or whatever it is, because I was sitting there thinking about that. It's like, it's very hard to pick who's going to win. I mean, we all kind of know that Brian, you know, is going to win. But it's like, do you drag this out, go the time limit, so both of them still look strong, they both bleed together, and then you continue that long-term storytelling with both of them.
0: I like that idea, and I think part I mean, I think, I don't think a lot of fans would be happy if, if they did another time on draw because they've already done that twice with Danielson. Right. They, they could go back to that well. I think part of the consideration here is like which one needs it more. Danielson tied with uh, Hangman once, lot then lost to him, whereas uh, Moxley's been winning, but he was gone for a couple months. So to really get a big win like this against Brian Danielson… Could work well for him. And it uh, sounds like some of the general sentiment is that, oh, like Danielson kind of needs to win. But at the same time, maybe Moxley can win, but then it'd be a thing where like Danielson has earned, or uh, yeah, Danielson has earned his respect so that he's still willing to team with him because they bled together, uh, being the kind of the line that they're, they're rolling with.
1: I'll disagree with you on this aspect. I think Moxley is one of those wrestlers that's above wins and losses. Moxley could go on a month-long losing streak and still be Jon Moxley, the crazy guy. And as long as he does something crazy in the match that may cost him the match, I don't think wins and losses hurt him. Daniel Bryanson, uh, Bryanson on the other hand, uh, is a guy that that needs wins in order for his character to keep moving forward.
0: I think there's a lot of truth in that, and I think that's one of the ways that this match kind of stands out with uh, some other matches on the card. Some of the matches on this card, the wins and losses really do matter. I think one of them especially uh, that applies to would be CM Punk versus MJF in a dog collar match. And obviously MJF technically beat, uh, beat CM Punk twice in Chicago. Huge, huge win. Uh, Definitely one of the most buzzword buzzword matches we've seen in recent memory in AEW. Now they're going to have a dog collar match coming off a very hot go-home angle with MJF telling uh, Punk that he's the devil, coming back to some of uh, Punk's legendary Ring of Honor promos. Uh, Really, really interesting storytelling here with MJF, of course, referencing, you know, when he was a kid, he looked up to Punk, Punk walked away. I've been loving this every step of the way. I'm really curious about this. It feels like Punk can't lose again, but in a way, as Dez just said about Moxley, I could see them saying, okay, Punk doesn't, like, he's above that. Like, he's, he's CM Punk. He's going to be totally fine. You know, he could lose five matches in a row. He could go, whatever it might be. But at the same time, I think at some point, sooner or later, they might want to, you know, pull a trigger on having CM Punk challenge for a title. And this would be a great way to kind of have him bounce back and get a win and and maybe start heading down that path. But overall, I'm really excited for this one. I think it's going to be brutal, and I, and, I, and I'm here for it.
1: I'll say this. Uh, I'll jump in. Uh, uncomfortable silence, guys. Um, <laughs> WWE had one thing right back in the day with Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan never beat the Ultimate Warrior, and I think that's what's missing in wrestling, where you have one top guy that has one guy that's his kryptonite. I would love to see CM Punk's kryptonite BMJF. I No matter how many times CM Punk goes up, he, CM Punk can win the championship, beat everybody, but the one guy he can't beat, is MJF and one, two years down the line, let that be like the big main event, you know, for everything that's good storytelling. And I always root when I see something like this, like, all right, I want that guy to be his kryptonite. So I'm rooting for MJF to be CM Punk's kryptonite. I like
2: it. That's, I uh, I mean, I don't know if there's anything else to say after that one right there. Yeah.
3: I'm not going to (laughs) try to, I'm not going to try to add too much to it, but uh the Rock in Austin, three WrestleMania's the last one was you can't beat me. Like I I think you know that's a, a nice way to go. They made such a big deal about Punk's win streak. MJF's the only guy to beat him, so you know.
0: Yeah, I definitely like that idea. And I think one of the interesting parts of this match is that either way, I feel like whoever wins will probably be kind of in prime position to potentially challenge for the title maybe a double or nothing if not sooner or we do know they have battle of the belts two coming up in april um so i feel like i don't know if it, it wouldn't be either of these guys and so i feel like that might be more transitional but you know can kind of uh maybe a little further on they they're going to need another big program for double or nothing because that is one of their major events and i feel like whoever wins this one could probably be the, the favorite to do that, and in a way, I, I could potentially see them being potentially the next world champion. I think that's why this match kind of has a lot of riding on it. Beyond the story itself, beyond, as is saying, this idea of uh, what you can kind of do with um, uh, this epic, like, trilogy or, or more, I think that, that there are definitely some, some more implications here.
3: I don't want to write off uh, Hangman versus Adam Cole, but MJF versus Hangman, like, That just makes all the sense in the world if we get there. Like, a lot of people think uh, Adam Cole is going to win this weekend. I don't know about that. And I'm, you know, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later. But MJF versus Hangman, I, I feel like a lot of talk about how Punk's done more for MJF than Jericho did or whatever. Like, I think MJF can push hangman even further than he's already come in the past six months
0: i would agree i think that's one of the big matches that uh, we can look forward to i feel like that could easily be and maybe even realistically will be uh, the double or nothing main event that's still a ways away here so we'll keep on trucking here over uh, the non title matches another one another heated rivalry uh, chris jericho and eddie kinks have been feuding for a little while now definitely a heated story here with like the the if not the downfall, the, the turmoil of the inner circle and Eddie Kingston's role in that, and this, this inherent difference in Chris Jericho, world-travelled superstar, rock star, you know, future Hall of Famer versus Eddie Kingston, much more of a you know independent star who's kind of carved his own path and done his own thing. Uh, this you know very compelling clash personalities, and it's really turned into as at least as i as i've perceived it a pretty clear heel turn for chris jericho in recent weeks although or maybe at least any more the the heel side of things for me i'm looking for this one because i think this will be finally the time where eddie kingston could win a big match we've seen him face cm punk lost he's faced he faced john moxley two years ago lost uh face Miro, lost i mean so this could be finally the time that Eddie pulls pulls off a big win and potentially really solidify himself as a, a real top player in AEW. So that I'll start with you. What, uh, what are your thoughts on this matchup heading into it?
2: Yeah, I, I really think that this is Eddie's time. I mean, we we recently spoke to him on our show not too long ago, and I believe that's kind of where, you know, things started when he kind of spoke up about Jericho and how, you know, Santana and Ortiz didn't win the titles. And, you know, maybe maybe is this because I know AEW likes the trios, and I know that – you know, they like the stables and stuff. So I'm thinking, you know, this is the point. Eddie wins, you know, he gets over. Do we see LAX come back into the fold, into AEW? Does Eddie because I mean, you know, there there's talks about the trios title coming out. So does this kind of you know, jumpstart that to, you know, have the pinnacle versus LAX? But I think I think Eddie wins this one because I mean, like you said, he hasn't won. You know, the big ones when he first came in lost to Cody, but he got a contract out of it. And then Miro and Punk, and this is his time to win.
1: You know, I'll say this, and I want to like Eddie Kingston as an in ring performer because I don't hate him, but I think Ed Kingston and enhancement talent Eddie Kingston, Kingston's job is to make other people look better. I, I, when I when we started the segment, I sat here going, "Wow, there's I, my mind. I'm going with Jericho." But the more you guys are talking, the more I'm really going, "All right, if Kingston wins, it can't be a clean win. It's it's got to be something where, once again, the the formation of LAX or 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 something like that would make sense." So I, I flip, guys. I'm
3: going with Eddie Kingston on this. Yep, I, I I'm i more or less agreeing with. uh I think he's set up to win here. I mean, Jericho's harped on it so much about I'm setting you up to win the big one, where I still feel like in a way it with the loss, Jericho's still gonna be like, Well, I got you here. Yeah, yeah. There's so, a lot of truth in that. So I think even with the loss, he's still gonna put the attention on him. So maybe Eddie can still be that sort of underdog that Dennis is talking about without you know advancing it too much and i'm I'm, the reason i'm thinking of it is because tony teased like new storylines starting at the pay-per-view i feel like this is this could be a new era for eddie like getting that win finally getting over the hump so to speak where all the heels can't really use that against him anymore but jericho can go off and work with somebody else and be like you know what i i got you here Like he still has a lot to do with uh, Santana and Ortiz. Like that fist bump wasn't, you know, definitively like, yo, we're good again. So I I, I think that Eddie gets the win, but both guys still walk away, you know, still kind of. With a chip on their shoulder if that makes sense
0: yeah right of the show just saying that uh, she's predicting eddie will beat Jericho, and she's going with eddie kingston here and uh, bill i think you mentioned the trio spell as well here and that's just says that uh, they definitely need it uh i think it was in the media call that tony pretty much teased that that might be a thing once kenny omega comes back but uh i mean let's talk about eddie being the underdog every literally every dog has his day eventually the dog has to win to like get to next level and potentially for me at least uh, I think that the maybe the the best answer is somewhere in between. He's not the enhancement talent necessarily where he's counseling and putting people over, but at the same time, maybe he will never win the world title, but eventually he needs a, a win like this to kind of, you know, give him more credibility and maybe, maybe we'll see him get a, a TNT title run at some point. Um, I don't know. I think that something we said for like a galaxy on like punk, you know he's gonna turn heel eventually. It's gonna happen. It's gonna be great. Great when it does. They're gonna need someone else they can kind of rely on as this. Not that everyone loves Eddie Kingston, but like he's such a like a relatable and, and a human character. Like a lot of people seem to rally around him. So to kind of have that um, presence on the show, especially once the Galaxy and Punk turn heel, where you saw Brian dale's turn heel, I and mean, I think that definitely makes sense. But I do. Colin, uh
1: oh. Colin, I'll say this. Uh, I'm an old school WCW guy. And when I see Eddie Kingston, I think of Diamond Dallas Page. You you sit back and you think God, Diamond Dallas Page was phenomenal, but he never really won that many of his blow-off matches. He delivered a great promo, phenomenal in the ring, a, a guy that people leaned on, and he helped get them over. And that's what I see Eddie Kingston as. That guy that might lose a majority of his matches, they'll give him one big one here and there to really kind of keep him going at that level. But I can see Eddie Kingston slowly becoming that guy where people have to beat him to go to the next level for a championship match somewhere.
0: I agree. And like I, that's why I think he kind of needs this one so that he can solidify that very position where it's like, okay, he got this one over Jericho. Now in a way he's that guy, you know, or at least one they have several guys like that. But uh Nestor Green with the comparison with the DDP there. So uh as Bill as Bill mentioned, Tony kind of said this pay-per-view will start some new storylines. So if Eddie wins, as, as we were talking about, maybe he'll go off and like you know, use that as some validation or, or some, you know, add some uh, new layers to a character. And then with uh, Jericho, though I think you had mentioned Ortiz and Santana, there's more they can do there. So definitely uh, some some interesting places to go with both guys going forward here. And I'm looking forward to that one. Another big match to look forward to, of course, is the face of the Revolution ladder match. Now, as we're recording this, we know that at least one more person will qualify on Rampage, Christian Cage, and Ethan Page. will have a qualifying match tonight. Uh, but otherwise, we know it'll be Keith Lee, Orange Cassidy, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, and Wardlow. So on top of potentially Christian Cage or Ethan Page, a very star-studded lineup, a very interesting match to say the least. Um, It's hard to pick who could really win here. Uh, I could really realistically see pretty much any any of these guys winning because there's a pretty clear-cut way to to roll with it. But if I had to pick right here and now, I would say – I, I would probably pick Ricky Starks. I think Ricky Starks, you know, you could you could kind of quote unquote protect some other guys, maybe have some, you know, Sean Spears interfere and accidentally cost Wardlow or something, maybe have Powerhouse Hobbs and, and Keith Lee take each other out to, so that nobody actually like looks bad from losing, but to have Ricky Starks win. I think he's kind of slept on as like one of these really core young pieces in the company, and have one like this as we're talking about education going next level. I think this could be Vicky Starks' time to do that. So, Dennis, who are, you, who are you kind of picking for this one, even though we haven't, we don't know the full lineup yet? Yeah,
1: I'd love to see Ethan Page do it, seeing Scorpio Sky has done it. Uh, I am a big Ethan Page fan. It's got to be someone young. And it, I, I feel like Wardlow is just one step too high above winning that. Uh, you know, Starks has the, what, FT, FTW belt. So, I mean, he... he I can't really see him doing that and powerhouse Hobbs. I'd love to see powerhouse Hobbs win it, but I think he's too, too closely tied in with, with uh, Starks right now. You know, I, unless it came down to those two guys, I wouldn't be mad, but you know, I'm going Ethan page on this one.
3: Yeah. I, I don't want to rule uh team Taz out of this one, but. Uh, I don't think either one of them win. I don't think it's gonna be because they fight with each other. i th- I just feel like uh, you gotta you gotta continue the Wardlow storyline, the the baby face mm-hmm. turn. If Keith Lee wins, I think he's like my close second, but uh, I really feel like maybe Wardlow wins it here.
2: yeah, i I, I mean, I agree with Bill on that one. I, I think Wardlow does. I mean, you you think about the stuff that Wardlows had been had to endure over the past several, you know, months with this whole situation. And then you kind of go back to what Dennis was saying when Scorpio won, you know, the the brass ring. After that, I mean, there wasn't really much that they did with Scorpio after that, really, once you once he won it. So maybe this is a changing of the guard kind of thing. And they're like, Okay, if you win this, we're gonna figure something out to do with you where, like, when you see certain ladder matches, like when WWE did the Andre the Giant Battle Royal or whatever, there's no, like, anything after it. your name goes on a trophy. This, you could set something up with Wardlow going after, you know, a TNT title or whatnot, and then MJF comes in and tries to take that away from him. But I think Wardlow wins it. I think you have Team Taz in there because they're both together. I think if you let Keith Lee, Keith Lee win this one, I think a lot of – certain fans on the uh, the the good old iwc gets upset about it it's like oh he just wins it because he came straight from the other company i think this one you have to give it to wardlow
0: i think that's fair and i i like the idea that this could be a, a changing of the guard i mean last year's lineup was very strong but i think this year uh, for this match i think this year is even better where you know several of these guys really could be you know future main eventers or at least kind of like top stars in the company so yeah, I know it's just the name, but literally face of the revolution in a way, it's like one of these guys could be, if not a future world champion, at least kind of at the forefront of the company a couple of years down the road. And it could, be, well, it could be a guy like Wardlow. So I think uh, based on what you all have been saying, I think it's definitely... Uh, At the very least, you can't roll it out. I think it's probably one of the leading possibilities here. So, uh, I mean, Pyros Hobbs has been been doing a lot of media this week. Bill, you spoke with him. That's over on WrestleZone now. But I also do an interview interview he did earlier this week, and he promises it's going to be lots of beef in this one because we've got Wardlow, uh, late Keith Lee, and and Hobbs himself. So, uh, definitely going to be maybe a bit of an unusual out of match in that sense. But I'm looking forward to it. I think it will be a lot of fun.
3: What other interview? uh,
0: I think it was uh, Brandon Walker. uh, Mm -hmm.
3: No, just ours.
0: No, no. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. There, no. Uh
3: yeah, it was on uh, Rastlin on Barstool. It was very good. Uh he just talked to Chris Van Bleet too, but watch ours first and then watch theirs.
0: Del is advocate. Maybe he's making the rounds because he's going to be winning on Sunday. I don't. I I'm totally get it. Uh, but it's interesting, right? I think any one of these guys can, you conceivably uh, could see winning. But I do think Wardle is probably one of the leading contenders here. It's hard to believe we've only just finished the the non ton match. We still have several big time matches to get through. One of them we can kind of. Not he's over, but it feels like one of the the most uh, predictable of, of the t- title on the card. Jade Cargill will defend the TBS title against Ty Conti. I think this will be the like uh, Jade's toughest test yet. But Jade's not losing; she's not losing for quite a while here. Mm-hmm. She's gonna stay undefeated in singles action. Uh, but it is worth noting this will be her the first time the TBS title will be defended on pay per view. So that's noteworthy. But um, would you guys? I would presume you would agree. This feels like pretty much a lock at this point. Oh yeah
2: yeah it's it's tough to take that off of Jade i i and I look at that roster and I look at just the head who's the person that's gonna take it off of Jade yep unless somehow Britt drops the uh the women's title and she goes after that who's gonna take it off of Jade
3: yeah but it, even in that respect like I don't think you're doing Jade or Britt any favors by putting them against each other right now Mm-mm. it's it's gonna hurt them both I think when that happens, I think Jade's got to be a baby face and I still think there's a lot left that you can do with her where she's at right now. I think right now it's let her work with people that are going to get her better in the ring because she's been presented as a star the whole entire time. She has the win streak. Put her with people that, you know, will get her some repetitions, get her more comfortable in the ring, uh i mean i don't want to see it end but i think eventually you're gonna see uh mark sterling be uh terminated by her not by the company but uh i I think they're setting her up for a really big babyface run and nothing against ty but i don't see her winning like there's just nothing really like nothing nothing really uh that makes me say, like, oh yeah, she's gonna win. Like, I think it's just gonna be a back and forth match and Jade's gonna win in
0: like, I don't know, maybe a nine, ten minute match. Yeah. I would agree. Uh from just saying she oh, Dennis, you have a point. I was gonna say, Bill,
1: you see you hit the nail on the head with one thing. I like that AEW put the belt on her and we're watching her grow right right before eyes. Is she a great wrestler right now? She's getting there. And and I can't knock anybody that is going out there each week and improving. There's a big difference between her and like a Nia Jax. We never quite see it. Saw Nia Jax get over that hump and get better, whatever position they put her in. But each week you slowly see Jade getting better. You see her confidence in the ring, and I love watching someone with a belt grow. And and it almost kind of feels like she's like. The people's champion almost. I hate to say it like that, but you 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 become invested in her as you go. Wow, she she hit it this week. That's awesome.
2: And it's it's also cool when they're when they're showing her on TV and they they do the camera shot to her daughter and showing it like, hey, she's a mom and she's out here kicking ass every week.
0: And that's why I think, you know, down the road, she could really be a very good baby face. But as as Bill said, there's still a lot that can do with her as a heel and a lot as a heel champion right now. So we're all in agreement. It would seem that she'll be a pretty clear favorite on Sunday. But we mentioned uh, the Thunder Rosa-Brick Baker match. That's another big, big match on Sunday. Woman's World title here. Uh, This one, uh, a little surprising for me, at least. I thought they would try to draw this out to double or nothing. But mid last month, they just start, like, they kind of hit the fast track and, and threw this together. Not through together, but, you know, it seemed to kind of come a little out of nowhere where it's like, okay, well, obviously we knew they were enemies, and then, lo and behold, they're having this match on Sunday, and I've seen, at least online, a pretty common sentiment that a lot of people think this might be Thunder Rosa's night, and I, I don't know if I agree with that, but I'm curious to hear what, hear what you all think. Uh Bill, I'll start with you.
3: So, can you repeat that?
0: Just uh, Thunder Rosa or... or uh, Baker, in terms of like who it feels like they've kind of thrown us th- th- together a little bit, whereas it, it felt like it should have been a, maybe a longer story. Whereas it's happening on Sunday, and it feel to me it would feel weird to have this be the way Bravikos loses the title after a pretty strong reign. Uh,
3: I feel like they're setting up Thunder Rosa for a title reign, but something about the way they're doing it makes me feel like they're gonna do like the uh, lights out match, like an anniversary. Sort of deal in two weeks and do it then. That'd be interesting. So I'm kind of leaning towards Brit retaining here, but then they announce, the, you know, like uh, Dynamite's on the 16th. So I, I feel like they would try to maybe do the rematch there, and we don't really get uh, a straight up finish this time. All right,
1: I'm gonna say I don't know, and and here's why, I have. I've been programmed to believe that every pay-per-view you should see one title change, right? But the one thing I love about AEW is they're not hot shotting the belt. These guys get to hang on to it, keep it, and grow into it. I still feel like there's so much room for Britt to grow as a champion, but Thunder Rosa is just on fire. But when was the last time we really saw a title change here in AEW? I mean, if there's a title to be changed on this pay-per-view, this is the one. But this might be the only title change we see. And when will we see the next one out of any other of the titles? So I, I, I guess I'm going to go Thunder Rosa only because the math is maybe adding up here, guys. But I honestly don't know.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I think and I, I go to agreeing with Bill on this one. I think, you know, right now with, with Thunder Rosa, it's like does if, if she doesn't win the pay-per-view, if she doesn't win the title. Does that drop her down a little bit in like, you know, the that rocket that they're trying to make her as a title, or does that drop her down? Because I mean, she wrestled Brit lights out phenomenal match, right? If anybody could take the belt off of Brit, it's gonna be Thunder Rosa. But uh, I mean, it's gonna be tough to change it. I, I think somehow, some way Thunder Rosa comes looking good off of this because Britt's uh, you know uh rebel reba however you want to say her name on here uh they could get involved somehow i mean maybe mercedes martinez is changing of the guard and she goes back to with brit uh and that way you could still make thunder rosa look good at the end of the night and like bill said i mean you do it in a couple weeks and you drop it on tv um it's tough <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I like the idea of doing it on TV like that, especially the, the anniversary of, of the lights out match. Uh, some support for Thunder here. Nesha saying that uh, she's calling Thunder winning on Sunday. You know, Thunder would be dethroning Baker then and there. And also, likewise, Francesco Nando saying it's time for Thunder to reign. So, um, seems to me uh, people are a little split on this one, but I think I would probably most likely waste the battle. We're probably going to have Thunder look good uh, coming out of a loss here, but whether or not they do uh, a rematch on TV kind of remains to be seen. Uh, but i think this one would probably be one of the most likely title changes but for me another one where i could see a title change happening is the three-way tag team title match between Jurassic express red dragon and the young bucks because to me this is other than the to won the titles this is uh the, the toughest task that Jurassic express has had you've got the young bucks and red dragon the young bucks you're know, one of the best tag teams in the world red dragon you know They've been phenomenal as well, and we haven't seen quite as much of them as a duo in AEW, but we know, uh, obviously, their the resume speaks for itself. So, to me, this could be potentially a, a place where we see Todd chains but at the same time, obviously, the dissension between Red Dragon and the Young Bucks very well could kind of um, maybe, maybe work in the Champions League here. So, Dennis, I'll start with you. What are you thinking about this tag team title match?
1: I've been very disappointed with uh, the Jurassic Express as of late. I I, I really want to like them. But it's they've, they've had a kind of a mun, mundane title run as of late. But you're right. They've set this match up to make us believe that, that there's a chance they're not going to win. Because, look, it, Young Bucks, phenomenal. Red Dragon, amazing. You, this, this match is set up for them to lose, but there's going to be so much craziness and dissent. I think this is just one of those matches where they eke out that victory. And once again the AEW doesn't like hot shot title changes. So I think they carry it a little bit longer. So I'm, I'm going to go Jurassic express on this
2: for sure. And I think when you, when you put the bucks in this match, you, you put them in there because I mean, it's been a while since we've actually seen them in a wrestling match. Cause they've just been doing promos every week, just about. So there's not much of a reason, I guess, to put them on here, especially with Tony saying on the media call, Hey, the trios titles are probably coming when Kenny's there because you automatically assume right then and there, the trio's titles are going to be on the box unless they want to go on that hole where belt collectors run again. But then also you look at Jurassic express or what, t- what two months into winning the titles, give or take. Yeah. So it's like, do you take it off of them quickly? And then you think back to that really nasty spot with Ray, where they supposed to win that night? Or was this kind of like, Hey, we got to do this real quick because Ray got hurt. But I think that I, I think the Jurassic express wins this match. Because, I mean, they they love Jungle Boy. Like, he is one of the pillars. And you don't want to take it off of him and lose that steam that he's got going.
3: Yeah, I I think uh, there's a good point to be made about we don't know if the title change was supposed to happen. But I don't think you're doing them any favors by sort of establishing that it was a transitional reign. I think if you want to get them over, like, now they're the champs, get them over like give them a couple good solid wins and i think this is the way to do it this is like the start of it um i'm gonna say like you mentioned in the the match before this like i would say the women's title is the one that's gonna change if there's a title change and i think just red dragon versus the young bucks like that's sort of gonna implode on its own but Jurassic Express is still going to win because of their mistake. It's not going to be like, I don't think one of those other two teams is going to cause the other one to lose. I think it's going to be more of they screwed up. Jurassic Express took advantage, showing why they're, you know, why they're a formidable team.
0: Yeah, I, I think uh, I think it's been a great match tonight, White. I think that's definitely something to look forward to. Now, predicting a Red Dragon win, but uh, I think the most. Realistic or, you know, maybe sensical option, you might be having Dress Express win the stops of some of the champions, that way you can kind of set up, as Bill mentioned, that implosion of uh, Red, Red Dragon and the Young Bucks there, that way you can kind of roll that, and I mentioned at the start, this is the Dress Express's uh, toughest test, this will be kind of a big national there belt, the Young Bucks and Red Dragon 2 world-class tag teams. Um, that's a big one for them. Now, if Fernando's asking about potentially the Briscoes coming in, we could spend a whole another hour about the Ring of Honor sale. <laughs> I'll have to do a show about that at some point soon. We're on a time crunch, but I do think the, the Briscoes will probably come in at least for a one-off of FTR, maybe. Uh, we really don't know anything about what's going to go down with Ring of Honor right now, so once we know more, definitely going to shine some more light on that. But that leads us to the World Title Match main event confirmed, Hangman Page defending against Adam Cole. Bill, I think you mentioned earlier in the show that a lot of people are expecting Adam Cole to win here, and that catches me by surprise. I'm a big Adam Cole fan. When he showed up in AW, I literally jumped out of my chair. I was so excited, and at the same time, now like Hangman only won the title in November. Is
1: it me oh, or him? Somebody, I, I was okay. asked the same question. I, I was is. like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is it mine? Uh, you, you froze on us. <laughs>
0: Okay, saying i was just say that it doesn't seem realistic that we're going to see um, Adam Cole. heard you Sunday. say
3: November, and then you froze.
0: Yeah, so uh, we were talking about how Hangman doesn't do a lot of, uh, sorry, AW doesn't, doesn't do like high in the belt, so Hangman's had a good run so far, but it's only been since November. Like, that's not a long, world well title reign. Not that it's short, but, you know, I feel like uh, the fact they took literally two years to give Hangman the belt, they're not going to kind of take it off in this soon.
3: I'm going to go back to, like, Adam Cole is a world champion. He's proven that everywhere he's been. I think he, you know, if he wins, like, he's going to do great things. But I agree with you. I think, you know, stick with Hangman. You put all this into getting him there, the story, the cowboy shit. Like, give him a little bit more time to grow, I think. MJF hangman is where they start going I don't know if it's double or nothing I think that makes a lot of sense but I I don't think uh, I don't think Cole wins here the the one thing
1: page doesn't have right now is that moment that 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 match that we all go that's why he's a champion he's had great matches but since November, can you really think of a moment or a match where you go, oh, my gosh, you know, this took him from, you know what? They worked and gave him the belt to like that elite status champion. And I think this is that match. It's set up perfectly on a pay-per-view. You want to elevate to the next level, which I don't know. Maybe it's the WrestleMania. Maybe it's not. But this match, this moment, I think this is where we go from, ah, why did they give Paige the belt to? Oh, I'm, I'm thankful they gave Paige the belt because Adam Cole can come back from this. They're, they're, this. This roster is full of guys that can take losses and bounce back. I don't think Paige can take a loss here and bounce back. I think if Paige takes a loss here, he's vying for the TNT championship a month from now at best. And it's going to take him a couple of years to even sniff that elite level again. So you need to keep him high and up top. And this is that win that makes us change our mind.
2: For sure. And I mean, you've, you've watched the promos over the past couple of weeks where, you know, Adam Cole's like, I'm the Adam, like when we talking about their past, how he's always bested him and kind of going back to what you were talking about earlier with, you know, Hogan and, and, uh, you know, the Warrior. Now, Adam and Adam don't have that same, you know, Warrior and Hogan thing, but Adam made it very clear that he was like, I put you out. I'm the real Adam, not you, Hangman. I'm the real Adam. And I feel as if this is kind of like Hangman solidifying yes, there's a reason why they gave me the belt. This is why. Uh, and, you know, he, I don't think Adam Cole's walking out champion that night. And we're not going to see a king and queen champions of AEW, so.
0: I think that that will be very interesting, and I hope they do it at some point. But I do want to bounce back uh, to something Dennis said. Like, to me, seeing Hangman beat Brian Danielson and this, like, bloody classic of, like, this war that we had, their second match, to me, that was the moment. It's like, it's Brian Danielson, this, like, you know, again, a world-class wrestler, uh, one of the very, very, very best, seeing him pin but Danielson, one, two, three, no offense or I mean, For At least for me, that was a moment. And in a way, like, to me, in a way he's already had that. Like, he hasn't, his reign hasn't been the the most remarkable overall in terms of – you mentioned that otherwise, maybe what, what are some of the moments you could think of? Because otherwise, he's really – he tied Danielson once, then beat him, then he retained against Lance Archer. Not the most incredible kind of reign. So I think this could kind of really get him on track uh, and then – Move forward to potentially as we we're talking about maybe mjf or something kind of down the road but uh regardless this one like pretty much every match on its card gonna be gonna be a good one very much looking forward to it here so uh we are doing a bit of time crunch so i want to give uh, battle and dennis both time to kind of plug their respective shows before we uh get out of here so uh, battle uh, first you guys do great work on the background podcast so thank I tell you people about that
2: Yeah, so uh, we host the Battleground Podcast. You can listen to it on the iHeartRadio app, wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, battlegroundpodcast.com. Recently just sat down with Paul Heyman on the show. That episode is available now. Um next week we're going to have Gangrel and then we're going to do an NWA takeover week where a lot of the NWA superstars are going to be on the show talking about Crockett Cup because it's here in Nashville. And uh you could find us on social media. We're on Instagram at Battleground Podcast and uh you can find me Twitter, Instagram and everywhere else at Battle on Air.
1: Wow, how do you follow that? Um <laughs> uh i'm i'm on the wrestling perspective it's me myself and Lars frederickson from the band rancid uh we've been off because he's been touring over in the uk for the last month but we're coming back with cm punk who's his best friend and we've also got i think mjf scheduled like a few weeks down the line and uh hopefully jeff Cobb, throw him in there because he's one of my favorites so look just google wrestling perspective you'll find us, subscribe do it we don't please whatever I'm not begging you <laughs> or anything, but you know, my kid needs to go to college. And do you want her to go to a real college or community college? And there's it.
2: nothing wrong with community yeah, college. Yeah, That's community where I
1: want I'm just saying, <laughs> if you subscribe, my kid could go to real college. Right now, right. she's maybe lucky. Maybe I could send her to the finest community college <laughs> in mid-Michigan. Okay. Right now, maybe. Right, but so she's only 13 too. So here's I what you like,
3: do. You, you go for your general education requirements at a community college and mm-hmm. then the plug and everybody watches here that'll get her to the big school
1: that's right yeah just there subscribe you, the, you know if you don't subscribe i'm not sending my kids to school anymore
0: no <laughs> i know you've done a lot of interviews this week and we can imagine those are gonna be coming up pretty soon but do you want to you know double t is always at least the stuff that's already up or uh
3: yeah so we have powerhouse hobs that just came out uh i just talked to bill after dutch mantel uh we have some other stuff in the works that'll be coming out next week so uh, always trying to stay busy
0: that we are that we are that being said folks uh battle and Dennis, thank you guys so very much for joining us today and here also we come together to do one thing above all others, and that, my friends, is to enjoy wrestling. Thanks for listening, everybody.